Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. It is I, the stunning one, and I'm along with someone I had to literally pull out of the line for Taylor Swift tickets. Don't worry, Jake. The lady in front of you, I give her 40 bucks. You should be fine. You should get back in line. It's Jake from the Winnie City. Unfortunately, David's underwater. We want to wish David a speedy recovery. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. So, Jake, why are we in a line for Taylor Swift tickets? Uh, I, I was, uh, but you know, it's okay. Uh, the concerts are still, uh, still a while ahead. Uh, next year uh, here in Chicago. Uh, but yeah, people, Taylor Swift's new album, it's so good. I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Sean. And our, I want to wish, and I also want to wish our, our best thoughts, uh, to David, uh, as he's uh, going through uh, some big stuff uh, ahead. And so I uh, just want to send him some love as well. And also, people. This week is a big week uh, as far as our as far as our country. So you should go ahead and do your your simple basic civic duty. Get out there to the polls, to the booths, and vote. Vote your conscience and vote whatever your heart and your morals uh, give to you, give out to you. Very well said, Jake. Please go out and cast your vote. If you don't cast your vote, you can't have a say in the future of our country. Amen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's just slide over to our control center. We're going to bring you up to date on last week's wrestling news. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. And I want to start, Jake, back on NXT last week. We see we saw our truth face off against Grayson Waller. The match just barely got started, and Truth threw Waller out of the ring. He went for a dive. And they went to picture and picture, and when they came back from picture to picture, they were helping Truth back to the back. Now, from reports I've seen, unfortunately, it looks like Truth is going to be away from wrestling for a while as he has suffered a major injury to his leg. We want to risk our Truth a speedy recovery. Yes, I agree with you, uh, Sean. Uh, just a little bit of an update here. Um, Dave Meltzer noted in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, that I believe that Truth suffered a torn quad on this week's uh, on uh, last Tuesday's NXT. So um, he was injured in the, in the November 1st show against uh, with a flip dive against Grayson Waller. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really unfortunate what happened. Uh, And, um, but yeah, uh, same with you. I just want to send our, our uh, best thoughts to our truth right there. So hopefully we'll come back better than ever. Okay, Jake, our next news story, we'll go ahead and stay up with the injury updates here. After Crown Jewel, Jake Paul posted a picture on his Instagram reporting that he had injured his knee during that match. And he, if I remember right, it was he tore his PCL, maybe his MCL. So he was going to have that checked out. So we might not see Logan Paul for a long time again in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not for a while at least. Uh, he might, you know, considering... Uh, what he potentially tore, like an ACL, MCL, and meniscus, uh, he might, considering it's November right now, he might even miss WrestleMania, uh, which is really unfortunate. Uh, you know, the announcement came with a photo of Paul elevating his, and icing his right knee. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got to say, you know, professional wrestling, uh, it's not ballet. Uh, you know, uh, stranger things have happened in the ring. Uh, you know, the bout was for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship uh, against Roman Reigns. And yeah, he did tear his knee midway through the match. And and but but I got to say, it was one hell of a match. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, but and see how 
Roman Reigns, how good Roman Reigns is in, in selling uh, in terms of his facial expressions and and just having that good that you know that good attitude and and Jake and you know Logan Paul. I mean, he had some rave reviews uh, for his outing against Roman Reigns. Uh, considering it's it was only his third career pro wrestling match, uh, I I gotta say he's he was pretty fantastic and exceeded expectations. So yeah, I just want to send out uh, our uh, our thoughts uh, to uh, Logan Paul as well. Yes, I got to tip my cap to Logan Paul as well, because I was one of those critics last week on this show where I thought this match should only last like five to seven minutes. But he literally just stole the freaking show at Crown Jewel, and I want to wish him a speedy recovery as well. That match, I think he surpassed Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee as being part of the best non-wrestler wrestler. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, now that now that I think about it, it's like that. That's a great point that you have to make there. So, so I mean, it's up there with Pat McAfee. Um, yeah, Logan Paul. So pretty interesting. Or and you know maybe Deontay Wilder too. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty amazing. And if you haven't seen the Instagram like video of Logan Paul diving off of the top rope. Onto the announce table and onto Roman Reigns from his own phone. Go to Logan Paul's um, Instagram site and watch that because that was kind of cool to see. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty interesting to see too, man. Okay, we're going over to our third news story of the week. I just want to combine this with another possible news story. It was reported last week that the owner of the National Wrestling Alliance, one Billy Corrigan, had been in talks with the WWE about maybe having the NWA being a feeder system for NST or possibly NWA getting onto the WWE Network slash Peacock. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because uh, I saw his interview with, I saw Billy Corgan's interview with Ariel Hawani a few months back, and he did did pretty much touch on this uh, regarding, you know, discussions he had with Paul Levesque in terms of what kind of ways they can work with each other on, possibly a feeder system, uh, maybe exchange some talent and, and do some and do some shows. But I think this could be a good thing. Uh, for the NWA, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I was really high on the NWA uh, when they first started on YouTube uh, back in 2019. But, you know, it's the short term, it's the short term game as compared to the long term opportunity, uh, as opposed to the long term opportunities. You know, they didn't, you know, coming out of the pandemic, they had a halted stop out of nowhere because of the pandemic. And because and then coming out of that, they didn't really do much to keep that momentum going. Uh, they're still doing their uh, their stuff uh, at the small studio in Atlanta, and they made some booking decisions that were questionable too. You know, so you know, not much is going on for the NWA. I mean, they're they're pretty much like Lucha Underground, where okay, they're going to stay in one place. They're going to get the short term buzz as opposed to the long term gains, and not much came out of Lucha Underground after those a couple years. So. Yeah, I mean, some. I mean, I hope Billy Corgan. Uh, I hope Corgan really has uh, a bigger plan for the NWA uh, in the future. Maybe to expand uh, in terms of you know ex- expansion or um, visiting a different crowds. So because like and you know just sticking on Fight TV and YouTube as a you know television. It might it may it might not be strong as it used to, but it's still a you know a, still a much more reliable source of distribution income uh, that uh, that uh, a wrestling company should have. You know, Jake, the one thing about NWA going to the Peacock Network and WWE Network is 
they would get more eyeballs on them instantly because a lot of more subscribers to those networks. Them being on Fight TV and them using YouTube as their main sources to have a show and do basically four pay-per-views a year. It's kind of an archaic model, you know what I mean? I mean, I went to Always Ready. Live in person, it's pretty good. NWA is pretty good live in person, but if you watch their TV fraud on YouTube, it's kind of hit and miss. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, definitely hit and miss. You know, they did suffer um, some... How should I say that? Well, they did, unfortunately, uh, went through some big changes uh, backstage. Uh, the original director was David Lagana. And, you know, he was tremendous in, in laying out the presentation for NWA Power uh, back in 2019 and 2020. And uh, after that, you know, because of all the allegations towards him and and um, Lagana having to resign, uh, you know, the, the on-screen presentation, uh, it's been, you know, it's been up and down and uh, and not really consistent on their identity, So, which is a big issue uh, right now. Okay, this leads me into my last story of the week for you, Jake. As apparently, Nick Oz went onto his Instagram account and had a video for his subscribers, but later on, he took it down where basically he was saying that he's leaving the NWA, and later on, it was reported his contract is up January 1st of 2023, which is really like a month and a half from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm not really surprised. Uh, he did give his notice to Billy Corgan uh, from what I'm seeing from the reports. Uh, from uh, from PW Insider and Post Wrestling, uh, you know they they it's it's clear that the issues between the two between Billy Corgan and Nick Aldis are legitimate uh, due to the creative direction of the company. Uh, they could not agree with uh, some aspects of it, and uh, but I gotta say, you know, I think it's been I think it's a few years too late, uh, but better late than never because um, you know he w- he was you know quote unquote caring the nwa uh, when he was the champion uh but you know the nwa didn't really grow to didn't really grew to bigger and better things um while he was the champion and uh unfortunately when he lost the belt he didn't really do much of it either so because i you know i could still i still see nick aldis doing doing bigger and better things maybe an impact uh, maybe, uh, maybe an AEW, maybe ha- finally having that opportunity to come to the WWE. Who knows? So uh, I would love to see him, you know, come to the WWE and uh, see what he can do over there with some with some great talent as well on the SmackDown side. Exactly. Now, with Oz leaving the NWA, it's a big freaking blow for the NWA because he is literally their best freaking talent they had on the roster and under contract. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty surprised that uh, Billy Corgan uh, is deciding to le- to let him go. Actually, I thought he would do much, do his best and his darndest to uh, to try to keep him. Uh, maybe have a backstage role as well. <laughs> you know, uh, he could have had that opportunity right there too. You know, when this first broke over the summer, I thought it might possibly just be an angle leading to the storyline. Because back in the summer, we remember that it was Cardona being the NWA champion at the time. And Nick Oz won a chance to have a rematch at NWA 74, but Billy Corgan pulled him from that match, and in his place, it was actually Tyrus that had that match against um, Murdoch at the time, who was the NWA champion. So, apparently... Yeah. It, uh, pretty, yeah, pretty disappointing. Uh, I just don't like Tyrus at all, and he just, he just, he's just changed the channel heat for me, like... <laughs> it's no different than you know what he was as Brodus Clay back in the WWE. Uh, he, he's just 
he's really bad uh <laughs> and i don't know it, it, talk about not reading the room uh as far as like you know the national wrestling alliance it's, it's supposed to be this you know the 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 traditional professional wrestling company and tyrus is nowhere near that that personality of a traditional professional wrestler <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen we're gonna leave the control center there for this week we will keep you up to date on all the news from the nwa and everywhere else in the professional wrestling world let's go ahead and slide over to our stunning six questions jake let's do this it's time for the stunning six questions all the wise and what have they done now hopefully sean and jake can figure it out Okay, stunning question number one. How impressed were you with Logan Paul's performance at Crown Jewel? I think we already talked about it in the control center, but I feel like we should talk about this a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I think this is an opportunity for Logan Paul to maybe have a full-time career, um, to maybe consider having a full-time career in the WWE, to see how he can pan out uh, as a singles as a singles competitor. Um Maybe him having some programs. I, I would love to see Logan Paul uh, have some opponents like maybe Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. Um, even yeah, I mean, uh, you know, even <laughs> you know, it's even Austin Theory probably <laughs> to see what he can do with him. Uh, he was tremendous uh, back at Crown Jewel. Um, he, he was yeah, he was fantastic, and that leap off the the top rope into the announce table. Uh, you know, no wonder. Yeah, no wonder he had uh, he had so much wear and tear on his um in his, on his body after that match. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like like I said, you know, pro wrestling it's a dangerous sport, uh, quote unquote sport. Uh, but you know, it's not, it's not, it's not ballet. Uh, you 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 know, it. How can you say it's fake? Uh, it's you know the the stuff in the ring. It's real. Uh, you know, people, you know, one one big mishap uh, could happen in quick very quickly and could affect your career long term so i mean but yeah logan paul was was he he really exceeded my expectations at crown jewel exactly i think last week we were talking about this match we both were thinking oh hey let logan paul have a few high spots some punches some kicks maybe a couple moves then oh roman's gonna get pissed off and next thing you know roman's gonna beat him one two three and this means gonna be like seven minutes this match went like 20 some odd minutes and it wasn't just Roman carrying this match. I mean, Roman led him to a good match, but Logan Paul was holding his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, we thought it was going to be five minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it lasted, you know, around, tw- around over 20 minutes, uh, which kind of surprised me. That's uh, at least as well. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Okay. So we're going over to study question number two. If you haven't watched Rampage from this past Friday night, there's one match that you need to go out and see. It's the very first match. And first of all, they have Mike Tyson doing special guest commentary for this match. He's kind of entertained by himself, but the match is Shibata versus Orange Cassidy. And this is Shibata's second match since his near-fatal injury five years ago. Yep. It was so much fun. Uh, even if you aren't a fanboy of Katsuyori Shibata, like <clears throat> like me uh but there was a lot to love here shibata looked like as much of a monster as he can look at cassidy and uh, as you know as he can look at cassidy and you know have this tremendous match and you know orange cassidy he protected the hell out of him too which is both respectful and 
and is worth the the tip of the cat the the tip of the hat to. Uh, I'm only mildly disappointed that that Shibata didn't come away with the title uh, because how much fun that would have been. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, how much one would that have been? So I can't, but I can't complain too much, especially considering how well these two work together. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, the only other match Shibata mentioned that he wants to do is with Danielson. Uh, do we get it at full gear? Uh, that's something uh, I will I will like to keep my fingers crossed uh, on. Um, but it's you know uh, you know h- him doing this AEW, uh, being involved in AEW and doing more matches. I don't I won't be surprised if he does more of them. Uh, you know, considering that you know New Japan is still still very hesitant in booking Shibata in full out matches. Uh, as we heard, as we learned, like uh, his match against Ren Narita, it turned out uh, that uh, Shibata uh, kind of didn't didn't let New Japan know ahead of time. So um, yeah, I, I don't know what their stance what their stance is on, you know, having Shibata do full on matches. Uh, but you know, with AEW, hopefully this will change their minds, and you know, Shibata can come back in the ring full time, and hopefully won't do as much you know dangerous stuff. Uh, as often won't do hopefully won't do headbutts like he used to do uh during his you know during his first run uh, back in the day okay jake later on in that same episode of rampage we found out that at full gear it's gonna be a four-way match for the rlh world title as it's the old show chris jericho versus claudio castanelli versus daniel bryanson Versus Seth Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> versus Brian Dallison. Versus Semi Guevara. Mm-hmm. That was kind of. Uh, I I don't know. Like that. That's kind of weird in itself. I don't know what to say, but uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it fly and see how it would do. Uh, I don't want to judge it too far. This could this could be surprising, but um, yeah. Uh, really confused on that type of booking there. Well, spinning back around to Shibata, you know, they got a special coming up. Winner is coming. We can have that match with Danielson there. That makes sense, yeah. right? It's on TV. More people can watch it. And it could be it could be a lot of fun. Um, I hope they... I hope it won't be, you know, too too short, though. So at least give them some time, at least like 20 to 25 minutes. But I would love to see that match uh, before the end of the year. Jay, ever watching that match on Rampage, I was going like, why can't we have this on Dynamite on Wednesday? I was like, that show was so lackluster. This match would have been the main mm-hmm. event, that show. Yeah, and the crowd was up for that for that match. Uh, they were really excited to see that match, and, uh, and you know, the crowd reaction was really good. Okay, gotta ask, what do you think about Mike Tyson doing, like, commentary every now and then? Uh, he was okay. Uh, I wouldn't say he was spectacular i wouldn't say he was bad at times um sometimes he can be distracting uh in terms like the more serious matches uh but as long he doesn't do it like uh as like maybe a couple maybe a couple more times but as long as he doesn't like over extemporate himself but yeah I, i can't complain too much okay jake we're going over to standing question number three because back on AEW dynamite this past week they had a somewhat lackluster surprise as the person that Jay Lethal debuted as Darby Allen's secret, like knowing all the secrets of Darby Allen, 
was Cole Cotter. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, I don't think do they not understand? Do they not understand in advance what the crowd reaction would be like? And to hear like Excalibur uh, just like awkwardly uh, identifying him, and you know, <laughs> it's Cole Carter, and then no reaction from the crowd in the background. I mean, I mean, look, uh, Cole Carter is just a guy. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't really do much for me, and. It, it uh, uh, I don't know. It was really bad uh, in that that first uh, that that first mention right there. Uh, that first like reveal right there. I mean, like I I don't know what their philosophy is in terms of like you know booking surprises, and uh, it, it really makes me yeah. It really makes me cringe uh, just watching that segment back. <laughs> well, you know that segment made, made me scratch in my head because we got a return on a debut. As behind that, Darby. Uh, okay, fine. It wasn't Cole Carter. We promise, not Cole Carter. It's J E double F J A double R E double T. The last outlaw, Jeff freaking shirt is all elite. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I kind of enjoyed that uh, that return. Uh, he did, you know. Uh, but it, it looks like um, Jeff Jarrett's character is going to have some going to be an anti-AEW personality uh, which would be I'm am curious about uh, and we should mention too that um, Tony Khan is not only hiring Jeff Jarrett for an on-screen role he is going to have a backstage role and the title they're going to give him is Director of Business Development and we do not know. We do not completely know uh, what that will entail as of yet. Uh, but you know, Tony Khan is taking some advantage to have some uh, have some veteran it takes. Tony Khan is taking some advantage to have some uh, veteran voices be involved backstage, uh, which 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 is a which is a good thing uh, in my opinion. But I'm pretty pretty curious to see what Jeff will offer. Uh, offer in terms of you know grow you know um, growing the company and what he will he will offer backstage etc. But yeah, it's it's still Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I mean, it's yeah you know that stigma that stigma about him is still there. And you know I wasn't really high on him during his run in TNA uh, back in the mid two thousands when he was the NWA World Champion. Um, so I hope. I hope he is not going to he he is not going to be on screen to put himself over. He'll he'll be there to put the younger talent over. Uh but yeah, it's still Jeff Jarrett. I'm not I'm not really looking forward to this much. Well, Jake, I'm kind of with you. I'm more excited about what he's gonna do behind the scenes in AEW. Because if I was Tony Khan and I was looking for somebody to help me run this company. Jared might be the one person I would bring into the company because A, he's run his own promotion for a while. And I feel like he can offload some of that responsibilities onto Jared. And we might not have a repeat of some issues we had in the past. As in, oh, by the way, brawl out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, we could have a wait and see on that. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. That's the thing, though, uh, to see yeah to see what he can do uh, on screen uh, for for the other talent. I mean, I think it's good that he's with Jay Lethal, though. 
uh, on his faction, and then those two can do some do some good promos back and forth. Um, it, I mean, still, I mean, again, it's a wait and see uh, situation right there. Well, with him and Lethal, it made sense because we all know the history of him and Lethal, so that part of it made sense to me. The whole presentation of the episode or the debut, I was like, going, "What the hell?" But okay, we got past that. We can't do anything about it. Let's just move forward. Sure, just move forward. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so we're up to stunning question number four. We kind of hinted about it in the control center where we're talking about Nick Aldis leaving the NWA. Where do we want to put Nick Aldis if we could place him anywhere in the professional wrestling world? Uh, as of right now, I don't think he'll. I don't think uh, he'll do much in AEW because we said a lot. Like, you know, they have a bloated roster as is, as it is already. And I'm uh, kind of have that worry that uh, uh, he he might just do stuff at Rampage or do some stuff for the YouTube shows. I would like to see him what he can do uh, in, in WWE, specifically in the SmackDown side of things, because, you know, they have, you know, they have guys like Walter um, and, be pretty interesting to see what he can do uh, chopping his you know chopping his talents and that side of things okay so i kind of behind you on that jake but how about bringing him to nst for a short stay where he can feud with Braun breaker and that crowd and the nst crowd probably would be really behind the others and they'll go like oh my god here's nick i mean don't you think that he's above that already I mean, I don't want to keep him there for a while, but I feel like that instant you want to get Nick Aldis over, you need that on like USC TV. You need that maybe month time in NXT where we see him feud with Braun Breaker. Then you can bring him up to SmackDown or Raw. Because mm. if you debut him on a Raw or SmackDown, how many people in that crowd are going to go, hey, that's Nick Aldis. That's a former NWA world champion. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the NXT crowd, they are a little more they're a little they, they are more smarter and they could probably you know have that uh have that good reception to him so i mean yeah i mean that that could be a decent idea like you know have have a little have a little run in nxt first um but i, I just don't want to be too long like samoa joe's that that's the thing there hmm. yeah that one was very puzzling and i don't want to see him go down the samoa joe route that way now, mm-hmm. the possibility of him going to Impact since Mickey James is working there currently, that could be interesting as well. Yeah, he could return to Impact too. Uh, yeah, because he his yeah, it, as you mentioned, his wife is working there right now, so that could be that could be another opportunity there too. And uh, immediately have him against Josh Alexander for the for the Impact World Championship. Like he, he should he should immediately be at, be at the top be at the top uh, program right there. I mean, I mean, those two can have. I can imagine those two having a, a very like. A very good match. I feel like they could have one hell of a feud. I want to see that now that's thinking about it. Yeah, they could have like, you know, they could have a tremendous program because and and those two are really gifted to what they do, uh, both in the ring and on the and on the microphone as well. So I mean that 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 could be a good opportunity to for for impact to at least have some some sort of significant program. Okay, Jake. Let's go over to our fifth stunning question of the week. We saw back at Crown Jewel the Women's World Tag Team Championships switch hands again as it's back on the wrist. It's back. Okay, I'm second here. <laughs> You're good, man. Okay, Jake. Fifth fifth Sunday question of the week. Back at Crown Jewel, we saw Dempsey Control once again regain their Women's World Tag Team titles as we saw Nikki Cross come in, interfere against Eliza Bliss, 
So I feel like Bliss and Cross are going to have a feud. Now we got to tell us back onto Damage Control, but Bailey didn't win her match. Bianca Belair is still the Raw Women's Champion. Has this done anything for Damage Control in the three months they've been there? Yeah, uh, I, I was a little disappointed that Bailey didn't win. Um, but I'm uh, to be honest, like you know that uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky, I'm really happy that they won. Um, considering that this get, this this can be an opportunity to give them to give them some some spotlight on them. Um, I don't know. I, I'll say this: I'm still behind Damage Control. I don't think they should uh, they should get rid of them yet. Uh, to me, I, I, I'll be the um, the person with the glass half full. Uh, give them a little bit of time, see what they can do. Maybe next next premium live event, Bailey will uh, Bailey will have her comeuppance, uh, and all three of them can be champions. Uh, if not, then I agree with you. This might drag on too long and might not serve Dakota and Io well um but i wouldn't be i wouldn't be against having uh, having those two as their own separate tag team for a while um because i think they they do have a lot to offer Th- those two women do have a lot to offer in my opinion now this match they had at crown jewel is one of the matches you should go back and watch on crown jewel because they were just going balls to the wall here exactly it was a freaking crazy match and I, I, the crowd was chain oscar 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 she was like the most over female there in Saudi Arabia over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it was a it was close to a thirteen minute match. They gave yeah they gave those women some time, and uh, it, it was a pretty good match. Uh, uh, you know, with them and Alexa Bliss and Oscar, and those two were pretty good too. I preferred that match over the Raw, Raw Women's title match, as we saw Bailey versus Bianca Belair in the last Women's Standing match. And the thing that got me was the finish as you had the baby face basically trapping the hill in between a ladder underneath the ropes by the turnbuckle. Yeah. She used she used more of the heel tactics, right? Where like some sort of like the the sneaky way to win the match. Uh you know, Bianca Man. I don't know if that was intentional, but um didn't really it, being a baby face champion, I don't think that should be the t- the aspect to like like the move that you, you that you that you should be making towards like a match like this. I mean, last man last man standing matches they're not really my thing. Um, it, it was a fine match, uh, so I can't complain too much. But uh, yeah, it'll be pretty interesting if they. Do you think they will continue with this feud? I was really hoping that this was going to be the blow off to the feud, but I feel like now we're heading down to the Survivor Series. And if we go past Survivor Series, I'm gonna be joining David on. Please let me not see this match ever again. Yeah, this. Yeah, if this can. Yeah, if this doesn't end in Survivor Series, then they're really, they're really shoving their heels in. So, exactly. So, Jake, sixth and final stunning question of the week: We have a new AEW World Title Elimination Tournament. Wow, woohoo! But there's some good matches in here. Let me go through this for you. We got Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page. We're going to see that this week on AEW Dynamite. Right. We have Bambino versus Roosh on this week's coming up episode of AEW Rampage. And then we also have uh, Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks. 
Now, Ricky is my dark horse, dark horse pick to win this tournament. And our last match is Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. So I feel like we're going to go Cage and Starts on that side of the bracket. And we're going to go A.D. Kingston and probably Roosh on the other side of that one. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I would love to see Ricky Starks have that chance. Uh, and he had one hell of a promo on Rampage this past Friday, which he really con- he really convinced me that he could be a potential top contender. Uh, and uh, this, yeah, this will culminate in full gear. Uh, look, Ricky Starks has a lot of potential, and he just oozes charisma, and he's so versatile in the ring too. Uh, I, it would be such a, a bummer if you know they don't pull the trigger on this guy uh, sooner than later. Uh, because yeah, so I really want Ricky Starks to win, uh, to win this Eliminator tournament. Uh, if not, it's, I would say it's um, as you know, as as the old saying goes, um, the ball. Uh, they really dropped the ball on this. Exactly, Jake. I really feel like it either needs to be Ricky Starks. If it's not Ricky Starks' time now, when is it going to be his time? The other person you could probably do this with is Ethan Page. It just depends on who's the champion coming out of full gear. Mm-hmm. Do we have a face champion or do we have a heel champion? Yeah, it really depends. Um, you know, are, are we going to see MJF win? Uh, finally, uh, finally have that, uh, have that, have the title. Is John Moxley going to uh, going to success- successfully defend that title? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Because I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing a promo battle between MJF and Ricky Stars because I feel like that could be freaking magic on the mic. Oh yeah, two like two like. To be honest with you, two similar personalities. Uh, you know, the, these two are very, very charismatic, very cocky as well. Uh, but they ooze charisma, and you know that's the thing too. Like MGF versus Ricky Starks. I mean that that could be something. That could be very. That could be really something to look forward to. And it's really two AEW talents, kind of like quote unquote homegrown talents, going against each other where we don't have that former WWE person with a belt. I mean, I like Mossley as a champion. He's a strong champion. But it'd be kind of nice to see two people who don't have any history with the bigger company be in the world title picture. Hmm. That, that's a great point right there. I mean, to be in the title picture, it'll be, it'll be very important for them. So he... Got to give you know, got to give Ricky Starks his due right there. I mean, it it, it has to be really important. And hey, the crowd is really behind him. You know, we 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 saw it on, we saw it on Rampage show last week during his promo. Exactly, Jake. I'm gonna go out of my way to see if I can find that promo on YouTube and link it into our show notes, just in case you didn't see it. You need to go back and watch this segment because he was on fire. Mm-hmm. He was on fire. Uh, he, you know, he and he backed uh, the crowd up and. You know he's really, and he he is finally getting more comfortable, and naturally on the microphone, which is really good on him. And the crazy thing is, he could be face or heel. He can do both. He can do both. That's the thing, though. Yeah, definitely yeah. agree with you on that. And you know, when he first debuted, I was thinking like, I remember him from the NWA. He had a short run there where he was like the first ever TV champion, mm-hmm. and he was really like big fish, small pond, and he stood out. And I was happy he got the investment to AEW. Mm-hmm. And they gave him that FTW title for a while. And I thought, okay, that's cool. It's kind of like a placeholder. 
but they never really done anything with him. He had that one feud with um, Hobbs, and I was like, cool, I like Hobbs as well. But after that, he kind of got to the back burner. I'm going like, this guy is like a major star. He's a five tool player. He needs to be pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. If not now, then when? So that's the thing right there. Well, if not now, I feel like he might be in NST or WWE once his contract's up. That's true. You know, we don't know what the the duration of his contract is. So it'd be pretty interesting to see uh, what will happen. So, it, it, I mean, again, this is a wait and see uh, opportunity right here. Exactly, but can you imagine the WWE machine behind Ricky Starks? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be crazy. I mean, that would be a good opportunity for him, especially with Triple H uh, in you know, booking right now, and see what he can do in NXT. I mean, he could definitely shine uh, on there. So, AEW, sh- <laughs> I hope they can take this to their advantage, and you know, and finally give him his due. So that's all. I, that's that's what I can say. Exactly, his his uh, revolution should be televised, <laughs> and and uh, be worshipped as well. So <laughs> he is the revolution. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been your study six questions for this week. If you want to listen to me yap around, bap around, uh, just talk some random stuff, you can follow me at Jake Allner on Twitter and on Instagram at jakeallner.mp4. And, of course, you can always follow the show at Radio Free PW, and you can follow the insane host of Radio Free Pro Wrestling at RPW Sean on Twitter. Jake, thank you for coming on to the show this week. My pleasure. I can't wait to see what comes in the future as we'll be back next week with another stunning show. Until then, Jake and everybody listening to the podcast, have a stunning week. We love you, David. Hope you feel better. Brother. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.